This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? You were so elegant and eloquent and very specific with your name today. I I, I almost, uh, <laughs> like, were you fearing that you were going to mess it up again? You've been on a hot streak. You haven't messed it up once, but you sounded very careful in your intro today for some reason. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's like a, a golfer when they get the yips and just like every shot, just like it just goes way right, way left. That's what I feel like right now. I'm in my own head about it. Yeah, I couldn't tell if I was hearing a, you know, your intro or a Keith Lee promo. I am Cole Dawson. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, but no, I'm excited today. I'm excited today because uh, we're on a hot streak of uh, top tens because there was a period where we just like skipped a whole month and didn't do any. Uh, and this is going to be probably a top 10 of the longer equation, because unless you and I are just synced up like two broads on their periods, uh, <laughs> we're going to be, uh, definitely debating on uh, what makes this list. I, I, I have a strong feeling this may be the first list in our history where we have zero matches that we agree upon. There will be no, like... It's going to have a lot of the same characters, but it's going to be completely different. Yes, I'm excited. Even more excited. I cannot wait to uh, let you in on what we're going to be doing on the next couple of weeks, good sir. But I'm going to save that because that is foreshadowing. We're going to talk about that at the end <laughs> of the episode. But how hard did you have to work on this list? It's not so much that I had to work hard on the list because this was a list of 100 in about you know 10 minutes it was whittling it down that was the problem it was like oh and 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 so the the way what the thing that made it easier for me was instead of just going okay these are my top 10 bret hart matches i ever wanted to see i decided i was only going to go with one person one dream match for each person so that's why i think we won't match up today because if i just did like my absolute top 10 favorite you know dream matches it would be like eight Bret Hart matches and two Shawn Michaels matches and then we'd be done well spoiler alert spoiler alert for me three characters are working twice yeah and that's more (laughs) than fair more than fair I would like to say uh I admire you for just rushing to start this episode and not uh mentioning just the absolute insanity that has been professional wrestling for the last seven days <laughs> yeah yeah it is pretty crazy but you know we are not a wrestling news podcast <laughs> I, I and agree. we are also two yeah. weeks behind so it's yeah. kind of like at this point at this point ladies and gentlemen if you don't know then you don't really sh- you shouldn't be listening to us because you're not even a wrestling fan uh, but uh, I will direct you to SiriusXM, Busted Open Nation. They report everything <laughs> immediately. Or we can probably dig up Charles and do Pro Wrestling Uncut again. And, uh, you know, I'm told that they drop episodes when they feel like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, it's only a week old, not two weeks at this point. Although when they hear this, it'll be a week and a half old. Yeah, I'd yeah. just like to get your opinion. I don't, not, we're not going to dig deep and, like, recap the whole situation. But uh, so... Uh, there were three just fantastic pay-per-views in one weekend, which just kicked ass. Uh, Clash at the Castle was amazing. Even the NXT pay-per-view didn't suck. And AEW, while it was like 50-50, like total just like dog shit and the like 50% fucking phenomenal, like everyone's talking about the press scrum after it where CM Punk just eviscerated everyone and just buried all the EVPs and MJF and this and that. And so Tony Khan responded by stripping every. Well, also there was a backstage fight of some description, some kind of backstage, whatever it was. 
so they stripped every one of the titles and they haven't really said much else. So I just want to get your opinion as to like, what the fuck? Um, do you think this hurts or helps AEW? And do you think Tony did the right thing here? And then we'll move on. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes to several different questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes to all of it. No, it's, uh, you know, the notion that it's a work has been bar- dead and buried. So yeah. uh, no one should ever bring that up. And if it is, it's the dumbest work ever. Uh, but what you just saw was a boss who had no control over his uh, employees get control over his employees, uh, much to this, much to the dismay of television and fans. But the fans are just going to have to suck it up and realize that this is a place of business and that dude needs to put his boss shoes on at some point. Do you, do you think that in the long term this helps or hurts AEW? This is definitely a black eye on AEW. If this is the end of Punk, then like the seven years we clamored for him coming back has been a huge waste. And that sucks. Yeah, it, it's 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 when it's said and done. If this is it for Punk and AEW, that's a a big disappointment. Um, there are rumors that he injured himself as well, so he would be off TV anyway. So I hope that's those those you know are just rumors and that he's not out for six months, regardless um, of what happened. But I I thought it was good for him to punish everyone equally. Uh, so, I mean. He kind of had to suspend people since he just suspended Eddie Kingston because they had something a couple weeks before this. But uh, I'm hoping that this is, like you said, where Tony Khan puts his big pants on and decides that, you know, understands that he needs to be a boss and not everyone's friends. And this is the end of this kind of silliness. I hope this sends a message that this won't continue. But I think if they can all be adults and get in a room and figure something out, and they can spin this into a work, even though this is an absolute shoot, then this could be absolutely huge for the company going forward. And with all the excitement that's going on at WWE right now, uh, I think we might be headed, we're like, we're dangerously close to heading towards a wrestling boom again, the likes of, uh, you know, the, the mid to late 90s. So, Well, Survivor Series is already sold out, and WrestleMania yeah. is already half sold out. Uh, so it's like every, everyone is excited. Everything is looking up and I'm excited for it too. Uh, yeah. If everyone just grows up and be as adults, uh, they, they talk about having a $1 million gate at the double or nothing. I, I dare to say you'll get a $2 million gate if the, if the goal is punk and Omega. Uh, yeah, yeah. If that can happen somehow they can get together. That's huge. I will be front row in Vegas. Yeah. Yes. For that. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll definitely talk about one of those participants on this uh, on this episode. Definitely on my side of the coin, for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say, I will say that there is, in my honorable mentions, that, that there is a Kenny Omega match. Oh. So there is that. <laughs> nice. I don't have CM Punk anywhere because he's not my dream opponent for any whatever. <laughs> Me either. But... Yeah, if I had, if I, if I was going by oh. build and promos, then yeah, he'd be on there. But you know, the, the bell, for... <laughs> the bell's gonna ring. Except for maybe him and Kenta, that would be bad, fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, they would just trade, go to sleeps, like, like it would just look like Kingston and Ishii, except for chops would just be knees to the face. Oh, all right. So, now I will let you start the list. I, I think it's just irresponsible to not at least mention what's happening in the wrestling world, even though we're not going to deep dive like we're reporters. We just oh, I think it's irresponsible <laughs> that that took place. Uh, so, just we can just move on and just let the shit show uh, handle itself out. But uh, I think I started the last week's list, and uh, as we're recording, we're, we're recording um, on 9-11. Yes, that w- that was the other thing. We that was a big yes. theme. That was a big theme on last week's episode for the top yes. ten SmackDown moments ever. And as we're recording, my wife is flying home from uh, Haiti, and uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about her being in an airplane on nine eleven. I guess I'm just gonna have to cr- uh, f- cross my fingers and hope she, you know, makes it home safely. I'm excited to see her. It's been a week since I've seen the wife, but yeah, but I, it's one of those things that. Uh, you know, in our 20 year friendship, I don't like it's one of those things I didn't, I haven't talked to a whole hell of a lot of people about in general, just like because I remember everything that happened on on 9-11 vividly. Like I found out about it, like right as I was walking out the door 
and like all you know that's all we did at school all the teachers didn't teach anything we just we had the tv on or we had the radio on and they were talking about you know what's going on and 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 you know trying to keep us informed and and keep us calm you know it, it was insane absolute insane day something i never you know thought we'd experience in our lifetime like what was that day like for you yeah, uh, the same thing. You know, you and I went to the same school, just we didn't meet until the next year after 9-11. Yeah. And uh, I just remember my dad just repeating to himself, like, this is shit you're going to you're gonna read about in the history books when you have kids. Like, this yeah. is like like everything that you're learning about now, all these tragedies, this is going to be a big one. This is another one. This is history, craziness. Like, and, like I, it was the first time I ever saw my dad scared of something. Yeah. Uh, like, even if it was brief. Uh, so that... that in a lot of ways, it was a big like uh, page turner for uh, as uh, as growth for you know, uh, you know, because when it happened, I was fifteen. You know, uh, you don't have a lot of instances as a fifteen year old where shit gets just real. I mean, yeah. if if your parents are doing a good job, they kind of shield you from all of the horse shit of the real world. But this was just inarguable and, and inescapable. Uh, and this is something that we all had to experience, and not even our parents had answers for it because they were all learning too. They were just in the know as we were, and that's uh, I think that's a that's a pretty big thing for anybody to experience, even if it's not even if you're not directly involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it, it's you know, the last you know twenty twenty years really. There's been a lot of history that we've lived through. And, you know, up till 9-11, there was just kind of a lot of history that had already happened. You know, like th there weren't a lot of just gigantic things that happened in our lives in our lifetime that were like, we're going to talk about forever and ever. And then uh, this day, this century has more than made up for it, especially the last four or five years has way more than made up for it. So. Oh, for sure. I'm pretty sure yeah. there's like a big scoreboard somewhere. And it's just like, hey, guys, it's been three days since our last awful thing. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, wait, back to zero. Uh, all right, well, yeah. All right, I just erase that. You know, moving on. <laughs> so, all right, there we go. I uh, fill, I filibustered long enough. So, what are we doing for our top ten list today, Rob? Well, we can skip uh, uh, past all the dark stuff. We just got serious for a minute. You know, hello, Lance Storm. Um, but there's a, a storm coming for this list because we're going. The top 10 dream matches. Now, you know, for my list, I did about half of, like, universally agreed upon dream matches that I've seen on many lists, and I agree with. And then there's the handful that are just mine and my own, and fuck you all, they're mine. Um, I'm excited to get into this, because uh, if we match on any of them, I'm going to celebrate so hard. Because, <laughs> right. it's, because it's such a freaking lottery at this point. The world is our oyster. They're... Uh, we're going by all years, everybody in their prime, you know, even years that you prefer uh, some other guys having and placing them in a in a decade or a se or a yeah. time period where they couldn't have this match or matches yeah. that got away or matches that could still happen or matches that would never, ever happen. I'm excited. Yeah. We're going to open the book and really expand our thinking caps and our minds for this one. I'm excited. To and hey, people at home, tell us what your dream matches would be. Give us 10. I don't even think you can come up with 10. All right. So, as you said, you went first the last couple of top 10. So, I will kick it off with my number 10. This is one of those absolutely a personal for me. I don't think anyone else thinks this is a dream match. But Tajiri versus the original Tiger Mask is one of my all-time dream matches. It's two of my favorite wrestlers ever. I've said many times Tajiri is in my favorite five wrestlers to watch. So, him versus basically the guy that innovated all of this in the business uh, worldwide, um, I think would be incredible to watch. So, yeah, Tajiri versus Tiger Mask. Nice. And uh, are we placing Tajiri in his time period or are we getting, are we bringing Tiger Mask into his time period? Where is this taking place? Is it in the ECW arena? Is it in the Tokyo Dome? Absolutely. This is one of those, I'd love this to be on an ECW pay-per-view and we're you know we're able to transport 1981 tiger mask to like you know 1998 and tajiri and tiger mask can just tear the house down god that'd be awesome yeah and yeah and this and that 
time and place plays a big role in these matches for me. Yes. That's what made me giggle. That's what made me giggle while making this list. Uh, which you know is a good transition to my number ten. Now I don't think this would be anywhere near anyone's list, but I think if you get all the correct producers in a room and you and you construct this match the way it should go, and the backstage politics just I, and you time this match perfectly, if you take Brock Lesnar and you drop him into 1992 against the Ultimate Warrior, holy shit! <laughs> the magic that could take place because hey if ultimate warrior doesn't want to do business brock lesnar will make him do business <laughs> and i'm talking 2012 brock lesnar the scarier brock lesnar the returning from ufc brock lesnar where all of his fights were just all of his matches looked a little more real than back yeah. when he was uh actually like you know the workers worker in 2002 but yeah i thought this was a solid number 10 i did not want to talk about this in the honorable mentions I wanted to talk about this potential train wreck slash shit show or the best thing fucking ever if it's two minutes long. Yes. Ultimate Warrior versus Brock Lesnar. I it, I don't think you could even get Warrior in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar would drag his, his – Brock Lesnar's entrance would be him dragging his painted ass <laughs> to the ring. I don't think there's enough money in the world so that, that someone could pay – the ultimate warrior to go out there with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh my God. But, but, uh, it's one of those dream matches. I didn't know was a thing that existed. And now that you said it, I think that would be amazing. And, uh, I'm on your side. That's fantastic. So, uh, this is a dream match that absolutely could happen that I hope happens that some point in the near future is a possibility. Uh, I hope all these things are true. Candice LeRae versus Asuka. I think these are the two best uh, women's professional wrestlers maybe ever, but definitely in the business today as far as bell-to-bell action goes. And uh, I think if they were given 30 minutes, uh, they could change the entire face of women's professional wrestling as we know it. And uh, the world would then understand how awesome and amazing one Candice LeRae is absolutely, uh, so. and it could it could very well happen someday. And you know, I, I I give these two a lot of praise because you know, one personally, the other I just think is one of the best female wrestlers that's ever happened. Um, but I I always look at women's wrestling with a harsh you know microscope, and it it's, it could be unfair. But one thing that I've always like seen across the board with women's wrestling is you know everything looks so telegraphed. Every everything looks so you know, I better get this right. Yes, I yeah, did it. You can, you can see them thinking. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, I, I just don't know. And guys are guilty of it too, but even Absolutely. like, even people, even women who are considered the best do it. And, and I just don't, it, it sucks. Uh, maybe it's just, you know, they, they do think too much. You know, maybe they're, they're scared. They're being extra careful, but I'm saying all that to say Candace and Oscar do not show that at all. Ever. Everything is calculated. Everything looks like it means something. Nothing looks telegraphed. Everything looks like it's a struggle. Everything looks like it's, you know, meant to happen naturally. So, yeah, I'm on board with that for sure. Uh, you know, uh, definitely Accidental Sexist Ron doesn't have any uh, women's matches on this list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my only one. So, you know. Well, it's the only one that matters at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Editing. No, I'll leave it in. I'll own it. But my number nine, and you're going to be shocked at my number nine if it, since it's so high on this list. Um, it might not be on your list, but the fact that this is my number nine would probably lead uh, make you wonder, well, what else could you possibly have? But my number nine, I touched on it last week, uh, Shawn Michaels versus The Rock. I would absolutely love this match because these guys are great at selling. They're great at selling for their opponent. They're great at selling their own shit. Uh, I think the promos would be fantastic. You got the most electrifying man in sports entertainment versus the heartbreak kid. Uh, the pageantry and the work rate in this match would be off the charts, and it can easily headline a WrestleMania. Well, uh, I love it. I, I agree. I think this would be great. Uh, this is definitely one of those matches that could headline a pay-per-view it's one of those things that 
it's a super long shot, but it could still happen. Like it's it it I I every we know that Sean doesn't want to, but I think for the right situation, um, I mean we've seen it once. He 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 has returned to the ring. That match was an absolute train wreck, which probably confirmed in his mind that he shouldn't be doing this anymore. But I think in the right situation, uh, we could see Sean come back for one more. And uh, if The Rock just wanted this match and wanted to make it happen, I think it could. So it would be great. But, oh, no, he's, he's going to wrestle Johnny at WrestleMania. Well, speaking of my number seven dream match, uh, HBK versus Johnny Gargano is oh! my number eight. Oh, sorry, number eight oh, dream number match. Eight. <laughs> yeah, you, you stepped on me right there. But, yeah, that's uh, absolutely... Uh, I think right now, of all the people in the business, that really is the number one person I want to see wrestle Shawn Michaels if he's going to come back. Yeah, there's some close, you know, second thirds for me. Um, and this one's probably a little more personal because I also know that that is absolutely my brother-in-law's dream match as well. Oh, for um, sure. But what Shawn Michaels do we have here? Do we have do we have uh, WrestleMania 9? Well, do we have, the, WrestleMania, yeah. do we have 96? Do we have yeah. uh the, if we're the... doing the yeah, if we're doing this match absolutely we're going super white meat babyface Johnny Gargano versus like Shawn Michaels with Queen Sherry at his or you know, sensational Sherry at his side with the mirror and the whole gimmick. Absolutely shit heel uh old oh. school Shawn Michaels is that's, is that's what a perfect for this match. That's a perfect potential mixed tag match on the run to, to that WrestleMania absolutely. match. Absolutely. So my number eight and for me, this is another one of those universal, uh, well, this is going to be the first of the universal agreed upon dream matches. And it's really the only one that's left for this gentleman and for the other gentleman, I'm sure. Uh, but universally agreed upon, The Undertaker versus Sting. Uh, and I'm talking like 1996 Purple Gloves Taker versus 1997 Crow Sting. I think this would just be... Pat. Uh, Pro wrestling, sports entertainment pageantry at its best. Uh, even if you like the dark, spooky stuff, uh, you just have one company's phenom versus the other company's phenom. I think the build would be great. The stare down alone would get five stars. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a, this is one of those matches that is on everyone's list of matches that got away. It could still happen, but nobody wants it to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point, at this point, everyone would show up for it, but everyone would be sadly disappointed. You know? I mean, you know, if if they booked it correctly, all you need to do is just fucking, you know, just have Sting jump off something tall, choke slam, tombstone, go home. <laughs> Notice how I'm putting Taker over. <laughs> now, for me, if I was gonna have this match, I would definitely want, you know, the Crow Sting. Um, but I'd want, I'd need it to be. You know, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, WrestleMania Undertaker. Nice. Like, I need this match to be after American Badass. Now he's returned as the Undertaker in full Undertaker regalia and gimmick. More wrestler um, taker. Yes, but so that we can get the wrestling version of Undertaker and not the, the you know, zombie gimmick version of Undertaker. I want, like, the whole entirety of his career and, you know, Sting in his prime uh as the crow sting maybe even I, we may even have to say that sting's prime as crow string like in the ring was a little bit later like in tna because remember the reason he didn't beat hogan as the crow sting was because he didn't have a tan and he was out of shape <laughs> yeah yeah well it's it's really hard to stay in shape when the only thing you're doing is just lowering yes. yourself in the rafters and swinging a bat <laughs> just hiding out in the rafters all day <laughs> yeah man that whole bill he was kind of a bitch <laughs> just watching from afar yeah yeah not saying anything not doing anything oh oh stings a bitch that's that's the highlight of the show today ladies uh. and gentlemen. <laughs> what a puss <laughs> uh, all right my number seven dream match and again this is nobody else's dream match in the entire world but for me um Again, I got to dip into my fave five. All five of my favorite five people are making an appearance today because it's my dream matches, goddammit. And I've got two cold Scorpio taking on AJ Styles. 
And now, yeah, this is like, for me, this is the two best. I'm going to classify AJ as a heavyweight at this point. Like, I, he's he's right there on the cusp of it. But, like, these are the two biggest, like, big guys that really fly and, and do just insane stuff. But they can both work. They both wrestle with, you know, they both use power moves. Like, these guys can do everything. And I think this is one of those matchups where just, it could be absolutely insane and really be one of the best wrestling matches anyone's ever seen. So, plus sure. we get everything. We get ground wrestling, we get power, we get high flying, we can get some brawling even. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and it basically, you know, we're going with today's uh, AJ versus ECW yes. slash WCW 2 Cold Scorpio. Correct. Not, yeah. not Job Squad. Yeah, no, not Job Squad 2 Cold and not uh, Buff Bagwell tag team partner 2 Cold. But yeah. Or Flash yeah. Funk. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Well, he only had like four matches as Flash Funk ever anyway. That's true. the whole true. year he was there. But yeah, so ECW, like main events, two Cold Scorpio versus AJ Styles of today, I think would be absolutely incredible. That'd be great. Yeah, that, that's another one of those matches that I never even thought I would need. But it's the, those two are definitely on my radar, and I would love to see that. Uh, too cold can still fucking go. I don't know if you've seen any clips yeah, of his yeah, recent right indie now. matches. So like that shit could happen. Let's uh, Triple H again. If you have our numbers, <laughs> just use them. My number seven is probably the industry's match that got away. Um, it might be on your list, but I know we've talked about it. But you know, if if you're going ten personal dream matches, this might not make it. But this is a personal dream match of mine, and it is probably one of the most regarded dream matches ever. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Um, I would just adore this match. I think, I think Stone Cold and Hollywood Hogan would. Ah, do you think it could out? Do you think it could outwork uh, Hogan and Rock? Um. Depends on which Hulk Hogan we get, right? So if we've got the same Hulk Hogan that was there that actually wrestled The Rock at WrestleMania 18, I don't think so. But if we had the Hulk Hogan that had just this crazy, insane, one of my favorite matches of all time brawls with Stan Hansen in Japan, then absolutely Hogan and Austin could outdo The Rock in Hogan. Um but if we were being realistic, I, I got, you know, as much as I would have rather at the time seen Hogan Austin, I feel like The Rock was the better going to get the better match at a Hogan at that time period when it happened. Um, so they may have done the right thing as far as booking goes, but we still should have got an Austin Hogan match. There's no excuse for it. And yeah. Austin gets a pass for all this shit. Like <laughs> He sure does. <laughs> He sure does, and I think we touched on that like last week. Like Austin did a lot of dumb shit. Why is he like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it, it's, but it's one of those things where like Michael Jordan is like considered the greatest basketball player of all time. Even Ron knows that. Um, but if social media and the news had been a twenty four seven cycle when Michael Jordan was on top, he'd be hated. Like he would be talked about like some of these scumbags in sports because like. He cheated on his wife all over. He was he drank and gambled. He was like a degenerate gambler, really. But he makes so much money, it didn't affect him in any way. Like, but I mean, Michael Jordan stayed partied all night, smoked cigars, was just drank, pounded booze, and but he gets a free pass for all of that. Whereas like Kobe Bryant just gets eviscerated, even though he was clean living and everything. There was one he had one accusation against him ever that was proven, you know, to not have a lot of validity to it, but he gets eviscerated. So I feel like Hogan, you know, gets buried for doing all the shit that Austin did, and Austin just gets a free fucking pass. <laughs> like, all right. My number six. Now this, this was the one I looked at. There's two on my list I think it's a possibility we match on. This is the closer one. This is the one I think maybe. My number six. MJF versus Hot Rod Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, everything about this match it, from the get-go would be the most just unbelievable wrestling television of all time. 
this is the kind of angle that could put a punk put a company on the map like i want probably probably wrestlemania 3 4 era piper where he's kind of that quasi baby face to come to now and wrestle mjf with the smart fans this is absolutely a match i it needs to be on aew yeah for it to happen for me like and it would be insane shoot so i almost good i almost want to drop mjf like back in the back in the 90s he'd be perfect can you imagine some of the shit he would say and get away with yeah ec, <laughs> EC if he was an ecw oh yeah mjf was just like in <laughs> had that bully rave <laughs> or bubba ray like <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. The Shane Douglas promos, like Jesus. Yeah, I'm even thinking like WrestleMania Eight Piper, where he's kind of like you know yeah. in his older age, but like can still go and like in past the torch mode. Uh, yeah, I the build would be absolutely splendid for that match. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the only one I thought maybe will match on this one. But and and you know as we as we predicted at the head at the start of this, uh, nope. Uh, both of those guys did not make my list, unfortunately. I know that's that's, not, that's right. how that's how big this world is. I know, I know, this is insane. <laughs> but if I'm gonna hook you with a match that you might not have, and if if I have if I have a shot at you saying, "Oh, that's making the list," it's gonna be my number six, maybe my number four, but we'll get there. But my number six, my goodness, uh, this would probably be the only match that needs a gimmick, uh, and you'll you'll probably put together what kind of gimmick match that is required once you hear the participants but on one side of the coin i got cactus jack versus eddie kingston beautiful i love it i think that would be fantastic um eddie was on my list at one point or another in fact no this wasn't the match i went with with eddie but it's absolutely there mick foley cactus jack uh, prime Cactus Jack pre WWE or with all of that involved? I would say Cactus Jack during his feud with Vader, but okay, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna put Eddie Kingston in that era though. Nice. Oh yeah, because Eddie fits in in the eighties, nineties. Absolutely, I would absolutely love to see just that barn burner of an old school WCW match with Jr. on the call and just those guys just wailing on each other. I think. Uh, this was in prime Cactus Jack salesmanship mode. He would make Eddie look like an absolute beast and a monster. Uh, Eddie, for all intents and purposes, is probably our current Mick Foley, just with a little more smarts to him. You know, yeah. he he does he doesn't go out of his way to put himself in that amount of danger. But he's he's pretty much our generation's Mick Foley, maybe maybe Brody. Uh, you know, where you don't know if he's all there. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this has money written all over it. This would definitely tire out a crowd. I, I think one of my favorite Mick Foley stories he's told recently, uh, he's talking about, you know, how he didn't al always necessarily think about what, what the fallout from any of the things he was doing would be. And uh, he pitched this idea to Dusty Rhodes. You know what? I can break that the, the crate with my head right <laughs> he's like okay he's like i don't think you can baby but i want to see you try <laughs> and so mick goes and he just drops a headbutt down on this crate on the floor but he didn't think about what would happen after his face went through the crate <laughs> and he bounced his head off the floor like a basketball and then tried to get up and cut a promo and he just fell back down <laughs> yep and jr just said cactus is ready <laughs> Yeah, he failed to realize that the crate was the first stop. Yeah, that was just... It was just to stop you from falling on the floor, Mick. That's what the crate's there for. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but what if we just break... What if we just break that and just go straight to the floor? Yeah, so... Wrestlers. Uh, no, I yeah, I love it. I Cactus Eddie would be... I, that'd be one of those I need a front row ticket for. Like, that's one of those matches I'd absolutely pay to see, and I'll put a little star next to that one for right now for sure yeah i'm so. sure i'm sure dave would put two stars next to it uh all right my number five uh my two th this is going to be just my two the two guys that i personally think are the absolute best japanese born wrestlers who have ever lived shinsuke nakamura 
in his absolute prime, Wrestle Kingdom 9 versus The Great Muda in his, you know, 1993 prime, 92 prime. I still want this to happen like modern day because I so we get the fans like of a today today's crowd, an American crowd today. Like this is one of those like I I need all this shit to happen on AEW because I want that crowd for this match and so I can just enjoy just a gift to the world. Yes, I want all these matches to take place at Clash at the Castle. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. But I was yeah, saying, a modern... A crowd modern to, yeah, yeah, you want a crowd to be on fire. Don't come to their area for a pay-per-view for 30 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that was a 65,000. So, yes. yeah, absolutely. Let's go with that crowd. But absolutely. either way, I'm just, you know, a modern wrestling fan crowd. Oh, for what, sure. What I, what I need. Yeah, sadly, Knock didn't make my list. He's on my honorable mentions. But, you know, I didn't think Shawn Michaels can wrestle three times on this list. So, uh, <laughs> but we will get to that in my in the honorable mentions, of course. My number five, okay, here's where we start getting cooking. And this de- this deserves a little preamble because you got one side, the greatest leader of a match that can have everybody's best match, and you already know where I'm going. So what if we take a worthy chameleon who, you know, shouldn't really lead a match, but when he's led by greatness, it's one of the best things ever. And I'm talking 2017 seven-star Kenny Omega versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Okay. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. And I love I love the way you set it up. I think that's absolutely perfect way to set it up. And, the, and, and with that setup, I will agree with you. <laughs> with... With that in mind, saying Brett's going to control this match, he knows what Kenny can do, and they're going to go out and do 45 minutes, absolutely, it would be fantastic. I would drop Kenny Omega in the new generation era against Bret Hart in 1996. I would have them work a SummerSlam match. I would have them go 45 minutes. It would be great. Kenny Omega has just those over-the-top facial expressions that would only work in that era. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. And Bret Hart just with his, you know, seriousness and you know hey let's make this make let's make this a whole canadian showcase put this in the freaking (laughs) put this uh, in front of canada in toronto uh during the new generation era i think this would be a banger of a match the way bret hart can eat a turnbuckle i would love to see him take a couple v triggers uh maybe a couple of uh, snapdragons i think this would be just fan titty tastic. Absolutely, absolutely. That's uh, uh, Kenny. Kenny versus Brett was not in my honorable mentions, but I still do have some Kenny Omega. So, uh, actually, I now have two opponents that I'd love to see versus Kenny in my honorable mentions. But <laughs> moving right along, this is the other match. I think there's a chance we could met. We could we could be on the same page. Um, but. I feel like as far up on our list that we are on your list, I don't think this match we're going to match on anymore. But we will definitely agree. William Regal versus one Walter. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And I mean like all the personality, 1999-2000 Regal in his just absolute wrestling prime uh, post, you know, him fighting his demons, let's say. And then... uh, you know, right now, Walter, it would be amazing. I think it's that would be the main event of the next NXT UK for me. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, I for me, that's talk about hard hitting, uh, serious, realistic wrestling. That's everything we love. So, yeah, I love that. And you know what? We're close. We're close because, <laughs> well, no, let me just touch on that match uh, first because I don't want to yeah. just blow past that because my goodness. You talk about, like, timing and facial expressions and, you know, two guys that know what they can do and do it the best of their abilities. It's William Regal and Walter. It really doesn't matter who the babyface or the heel is because you're there to see a fight. This is just two guys that cross paths, and we're just going to settle this in the U.K. Did we touch on, like, what time period? Like, are Yeah, we... I, I mean, I, like, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I would do it for Walter right now, but I'd, I, it'd be great if I could get, like, uh, you know, WWE. F William Regal like after he went away for the first time and he had the great match with Benoit and then came back and whatnot okay like, that era of Regal where we get the personality out of Regal maybe a little bit of silliness um but <laughs> 
taking that first chop. <laughs> exactly. But like that that babyface fired up promo that Regal cut in defense of Eugene. We're doing something along those lines where Walter is just being the a douche and bullying people and beating everyone and and running amok. And William Regal, you know, is here to rein him in and get control of the monster. And that's where we're going into this match. And it's, they're going to just beat the shit out of each other. And then Walter beats Regal into retirement. And then, and then Regal comes back to manage Walter. And we have like, the, we have <laughs> yes. the, we have the British Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. All right. Well, speaking of Walter slash Gunther, my number four is, I'm not even going to preamble because just the names sell it. But my number four on my dream match list is Gunther versus Vader. I thought that's where you were going to go with that. I'm oh, yes. I'm I'm good with it. Oh, um, I'm picturing it. I I'm picturing a strap match and like I could see Vader just wearing Walter uh Gunther out with the strap, but then Wal- uh Gunther hits him with just a regular chop and that puts him on his ass. And it's yeah. just it's putting over his chop more than the strap. Oh, I you talk about welts and just like two guys tiring each other out, beating the holy shit out of each other. Yeah, lots of contact gonna be there in that. Oh <laughs> yes, not one phantom blow will happen in that match. Uh, I would just, I would be, I would have a shit eating grin the entire thirty minutes that that match would take. And I, you know what? I originally had had Walter versus someone else, um, Stan Hansen. But same concept as Vader, yeah. really. Is it's going to be hard hitting. It's going to be intense. It's going to. You're not going to know if they're. They. You're going to think these guys really hate each other, and you're going to just lose yourself in this match. And it's going to be magic. So absolutely, Walter versus Vader, fantastic. Uh, we agree on Walter, so maybe we'll find something for him to do in the finals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we got something for him. All right, number three. This is on for me. This is my all-time Undertaker dream match. It's not uh, Sting as much as I want to see that match. I wish it had happened. I wish they didn't shit all over Sting. You know, if they were going to beat Sting at WrestleMania, that was the only acceptable opponent where fans wouldn't be mad. Like, (laughs) goddamn. (laughs) For me. And again, for me, it's always going to be post-American badass Undertaker so we get the best match quality ever versus like I'm going to say early 1990 like right in between ECW and WCW Terry Funk. I Ooh. like for me Taker and Terry Funk it, 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 as long as Terry can still go is going to be insane. This is definitely 1000% going to be a no DQ match. Like if you want to make it a casket match fine. Like, whatever it is, as long as Terry Funk can be Terry Funk and be wild and crazy and insane and just do whatever he needs to do to make this match happen, it would be fantastic. Like, both guys are bleeding in this match for me. Like, this match, I think, would be the best work of Taker's career, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, and they they definitely have a good angle to to go off of, too, because when, uh, you know, in an effort to uh, buy uh, Mick Foley time in that Hell in a Cell match, uh, Terry Funk got chokeslammed out of his shoes. Yes. Yes, there is that, so. That would be hilarious. Oh, I misplaced my, that was my favorite pair of shoes, Taker, and I'm going to get my revenge 20 (laughs) years later. (laughs) Uh, White, white haired Terry Funk. Just going after Undertaker right now in his seventies. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's do that. Book that now. Yes. On AEW. <laughs> at a Starcast. <laughs> Good oh. lord. All right. So my number three, uh, three and two have the same person in it, uh, and I'm surprised you haven't dropped this person's name yet. And I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be hearing it soon. But my number three. I got on one side the current greatest wrestler on the planet. And uh, the caveat is I'm going by Daniel Bryan for this one just because the yes movement and just the overness of of him. Height of his popularity. Absolutely. You know, nothing against the American Dragon, but, you know, that's, you know, that character is a deep cut to hardcore wrestling fans. But I want Daniel Bryan versus Eddie Guerrero 
on my television screen, in front of my face, while I'm sitting front row. I don't care. Just put it in front of me. That match, that build, that just the slow build of like them trying to out wrestle each other, and then they turn it up with the strikes, and then they turn it up with the pageantry. Eddie Guerrero trying to cheat. Brian Danielson, uh, Daniel Bryan having a, an answer for all of his attempted cheating. Uh, you can get three banger matches of a program out of this feud easily, and uh, yeah, one of those that one of those matches that can't happen that I wish could. Yeah, and and I agree with everything you just said there. This is absolutely an all time dream match for me as well because Eddie Guerrero, like, I mean, it's for me it it, it goes. Brett was the best wrestler in the world. Then it was Eddie Guerrero, and then it and now it's. Brian Danielson. Like, there's really nothing in between those. So, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any of those three is interchangeable for me as the dream match. Plus, <laughs> you could throw Shawn Michaels into either of these guys. Like, shut up. Insane dream j- matches. Just j- j- so. shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. But uh, <laughs> you set me up for my Brian Danielson dream match. And uh, you might, uh, this, this might be just a, like, oh, shit. Yes, absolutely moment for you. But uh, my number two dream match of all time, American Dragon, Brian Danielson, taking on Owen Hart, the King Ooh. of Hearts, Owen Hart. Absolutely current time AEW uh, for me, it, bringing back, like, the shit shitty, like, I just turned on Bret Hart, two-time Slammy Award winning Owen Hart yes. versus Brian Danielson. You want to talk about, like, the most ridiculous facial promos of all time? <laughs> Yeah, when Brian Danielson dropped Owen Hart's name in a promo, like, you know, that that it 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 entered my brain right then and there. I was like, "Oh my god, can you imagine that match?" Uh I could see Owen Hart like attempting the drop kick like he did the 1 2 3 kid like to start the match. Yes. <laughs> yes. Really really play the concussion angle then with with Daniel oh. Bryan with Brian Danielson. And, yeah, uh, and he's got the Inziguri at some point in the match. He's got yes. German him. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be fantastic. A- another match that you know needs a good build and that and that would definitely last like all year for sure. But uh, I was telling you to shut your mouth quite a few times when you were <laughs> dropping Shawn Michaels' name in the scenario yep. of my last match. So let's just rip it off like a band aid. But Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero was supposed to happen, and we were right there, and it didn't happen because we unfortunately lost Eddie Guerrero right before the WrestleMania that this match was going to take place at. And this is, you know, we, we like to say matches that got away, but this literally was in reach and it got yeah. away. And this this would be a match that we would still talk about to this day, no questions asked. Um, and this was prime Shawn Michaels. His comeback, his comeback. I'll put that against any of his any of his work. You know, I, I know that's a hot take, but 2002 and on Shawn Michaels is my jam. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Eddie Guerrero, you know. 2002 2005 was just he got he like he turned a corner like in 2002 where he came back even even more jacked and and just really just doubled down on the sports entertainment aspect of it he already had all the tools as a wrestler that's been proven but when eddie guerrero in 2002 wrestled the rock and had just multi-segment match with the rock to the point where, like, he almost won, and even we bought it that he yeah, almost won. Absolutely, yeah. The dude was on fire, and then from then on, he was just on an upward trajectory and like beat Brock Lesnar. And like, he dare I say, you know, Rey Mysterio gets a lot of credit for this, but A. Guerrero has got to be like the guy to really put a spotlight on Lucha Libre for like mainstream popularity yes. for the American audience. Uh, yeah. I, 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 am I wrong in thinking that? I mean, I it, it certainly was for me. I, I would say this for me. Eddie Guerrero is the guy who put on display for the world to see what the perfect mix of all the styles in the whole world balled up into one. Like he's he's got all the entertainment value of American wrestling. He can do, uh, you know, the the flips and flying of Lucha Libre. He does Japanese strong style as well as anyone who's ever done Japanese strong style. Plus, the combining like the Calgary high intensity high speed, you know, where you doing spots, 
and the mat wrestling and stuff from like English, like he is the the first guy who was the total package, absolute complete world traveling professional wrestler that did everything at the highest level. And I think he set the groundwork and set the tone for for the next generation of wrestlers, really. Yes, and uh, I know, I know, like he gets a lot of like you know we lost him praise, and I know that's like you know when when we lose a wrestler, that's when everyone's great. But you yeah. know, you and I have a solid track record of giving this guy his flowers while he was living. Absolutely. And you know, I just I think I know people like to go back and review and talk about how great he was, but. The motherfucker was great then and there, and he was on the cusp of being like a tippy top guy. Uh, and man, what a what a waste! Like I I miss him dearly. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. Eddie is one of my favorites, and we're gonna keep the good times about Eddie Guerrero rolling because my absolute number one dream match in the history of ever, Brett the Hitman Hart versus Eddie Guerrero. These are, in my humble opinion, the two best wrestlers that have ever lived. And if they were able to work, I, I want like, oh, it's tough to pick Eddie for me because like he just kept getting better and better and better. But at the same time, like I think him as a heel, like in either WCW or or even like when he was doing stuff with China and he was kind of like. Eddie is so good. I don't care. I don't care what era, just as long as it's heel Eddie versus babyface Bret Hart, and they go out there and just they're going to crush everything and just have, I, for me, I can't imagine any two people having a better match ever. Absolutely. It'd be like him working Shawn Michaels, but he's doing business. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. No, that that is that is one of those matches that got away and definitely on my honorable mentions because my number one also has Bret Hart. But it, but it also has another person that I feel, I, I think this would just be a story of stories and like definitely needs to happen during Bret Hart's time period. We're going to take this person and drop him in that era. A uh, bit of a hot take, especially given our history of conversations. But uh, for me, the greatest leader dance partner of a professional wrestling match versus the best follower, and that's point given by everybody in the wrestling business that's worked with him but bret hart the canadian hero versus the olympic gold medalist kurt angle is my number one dream match and i didn't know it was my number one dream match that i wanted to see until i had this list in front of me a lot of these matches i would pay to see countless monies for but uh just something about this match like you know kurt angle would be absolutely perfect for the new generation era yes he'd be like he'd be like Lex Luger, but with Bret Hart's skills as far as like technique, maybe not so much the, 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 um, you know, just the little things and artistry of professional wrestling, but man, watching these guys counter for position, uh, they would make hold for hold be like a ball draining spot fest. I, I, I would just adore this match. I think the build would be fantastic. And I'm talking like shit eating grin, uh, Olympic gold medalist better than you, Kurt Angle, versus the Canadian hero, Bret Hart, and this has to take place at, at some sort of stampede. I would love it so dearly. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that match with the crowd at the Canadian stampede? Yeah. Holy shit. With, with like, a purposeful heel American. Yeah. Yeah. And it was wow. funny because Kurt Angle's theme was around that time. It was just, you know, Del Wilkes, Del Wilkes was using it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, instead of the Bret Hart Patriot feud, we could have had Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, and it I think the matches would have been a little better. Oh my point. god, and it, it was 1996 too at the height of Kurt Angle's popularity as an Olympic wrestler. Yes. To, to, so that'd be like newsworthy, but you know, we, I still want Wrestling Machine 2002 Kurt Angle because he got yeah, seasoned absolutely. and great at the business at that point. Yeah. Whereas uh, I think it would be a total shit show if he just walked in with a broken freaking neck and attempted to wrestle Bret Hart in 1996. <laughs> yes, yes, that wouldn't have been great. <laughs> no, not at all. All right. Well, that completes the first ever top 10 list where we don't have any of the same whatsoever, but we agree on basically all of them would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure this has happened before, but I don't have the memory bank to go back and like find it. But yeah, this is this is going to be, you know, I think the 
in order for us to not go two hours, we're just going to have to say 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Give me your list again, because there's a couple of ones that I was just like, oh, that stays. Yeah, I think the ones that, that well, yeah, that's that'll be the ones that stay. But so, all right, Tajiri versus Tiger Mask. Okay. Candace versus Asuka. I'm good with that staying, like solidified. Oh. Just to just to get the women in this in the final list. <laughs> <laughs> HBK versus Johnny Gargano. Okay. Two Cold Scorpio versus AJ Styles. MJF versus Roddy Piper. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Great Muda. Walter versus Regal. Uh, Taker versus Funk. Brian Danielson versus Owen Hart, and Brett versus Eddie. And then, okay. Like so, for me, the ones that I really starred, uh, that I was really excited about from yours, obviously Cactus and Eddie Kingston. Oh yes, great. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I basically I say we flip a coin for whose Walter match we like better. Like either Walter, Walter and Regal, or Walter and Vader. I think and there's no loser in either of those matches. So no, um, I mean, I mean, I'm. I have on good authority that Brett's going to be working three times, though. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, Pretty although, much. So. Although Brett, for, Brett versus Gunther would be fantastic. Anyway. Yeah. We're, well, we're getting... well, yeah, we'll get through our honorable <laughs> yeah, mentions yeah. in a minute. Yeah. Uh, shit. Yeah. Go ahead and flip the coin. You know, yeah. I'm good with either Regal or, uh, you know, just throw Regal in the triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So what I have from you is Brett and Angle. Uh, Sean and Eddie, uh, Danielson and Eddie, Cactus and Eddie, Kingston, and I'm gonna go ahead and just say it. We should put Taker and Sting on this this list. Yeah, if we're gonna go with one universally agreed upon, you know, dream match, we might as it might as well be that one. Uh, we have a solidified list, Ronald. If you would do the honors, I would love to do the honors. Number ten. Candice LeRae versus Asuka. Nine. Two Cold Scorpio versus AJ Styles. Eight. The Undertaker versus Sting. Seven. Cactus Jack versus Eddie Kingston. Six. William Regal versus Walter Gunther. Five. Daniel Bryan versus Eddie Guerrero. Four. Owen Hart versus Brian Danielson. Three. HBK Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero. Two. Brett the Hitman Hart versus the Olympic hero Kurt Angle. One. Brett the Hitman Hart versus Eddie Guerrero. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Where's all the Bret Hart matches? <laughs> More <laughs> Bret Hart. <laughs> all right, so there you have it. The creative team's top 10 dream matches of all time. Uh, what a great show. I, I, I do want to say, you know, give us your dream match. Give us one of your dream matches. Uh, leave us a five-star review. You can tell us we suck. Just put five stars added to it. And you know what? If I see enough reviews in there, I might just give away one of my Funko Pops. I'm getting crazy, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting crazy. But if you just do that, review us. It really helps out the podcast. We're trying to take this shit to the next level, and we can't do it without your help and support. But what we have in store for you next week this is something that me and Cole have been talking about for a while, ladies and gentlemen, and we have been away. Uh, our creative caps have not been fastened because we've been busy and doing a lot of fun games and top tens, but we are going to be taking it up with creative, but this is going to be a little bit of an extra flavor added to this one because this is going to be in four, count them, four parts, Cole. Four parts, Cole! Yes! Oh, and yes, and you know where I'm going with this because the most debacle storyline ever made that we're going to write, correct, and make absolute better is going to be the invasion. Oh, the rights we the wrongs we could write, the history we can make if everybody is just on board and doing business and not getting paid to do nothing. That's a story for another time, but we are going to rebook the invasion angle, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to start the night after WrestleMania 17, and we're going to work our way to the invasion. And it's going to be in four parts, Cole. Four episodes, one storyline, something that you and I have both been talking about but never pulled the trigger on. We're finally making it happen. Are you ready? 
Uh, I'm very scared uh, <laughs> because this is one of those things where uh, it sounds great on paper, but we're going to be trying something different, which I'm excited for. Um, but yeah, we're going outside the box a little bit for uh, for an entire month, ladies and gentlemen. This show's going episodic because we're going to have to go episodic in order to make this happen successfully. Four episodes, one continuous story with one payoff. The debates could be real. The debates could not be real. We could be synced up again because <laughs> Lord knows, Lord knows this whole episode, we were not synced up at all. But I love when we're not synced up because that just means we get to talk about 10 different things. Yeah, so so the other thing that's going to be a little different about this is usually we pitch our ideas and we you know we each have our ideas and we pitch and it's fun and then we decide oh you know who maybe which one we like better so this one we're going to actually come up with solidified what we're doing for next week you know like so we have to agree so that we can pick it up for next week so this is going to be like a booking meeting ladies and gentlemen where we're going to put together a coherent storyline to get us through to a gigantic payoff for the invasion angle so i'm very excited about this ron um i hope we're not biting off more than we can chew <laughs> no no uh every time we assume so we knock it out of the park uh that's a baseball reference you know well it is it is the first day of the nfl season here on 9 11 so i'm very excited i can't wait to get off this call and watch all the footballs for the rest of the day so grass ball <laughs> so so, for Ron Kilborn, I am your host, Cole Dawson, saying thank you, we love you, and good night. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130. And follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team!